This is Stuff OSU Should Know. Hey everybody, welcome to Stuff OSU Should Know. I'm your host for this episode, Jamie Foister. Today, we are going to talk about the man, the myth, the legend of OSU, Pistol Pete. Based on a recent survey around campus, many OSU students admitted that they don't know the story of the man behind the mask, Frank Eaton. Today, I will take you through the brief history of Frank Eaton and how he came to be your beloved mascot. This episode will include multiple facts of Frank Eaton, including audio from Frank Eaton himself. Picture this. It's the late 1860s in Twin Mounds, Kansas. The Eaton farmhouse stands in the cool night. It's peaceful until the Ferber Campsy gang rides up to the scene on their horses. The gang starts shouting at Mr. Eaton to come outside. Eight-year-old Frank Eaton witnesses from the house while Mr. Eaton steps outside. Bang! Mr. Eaton was shot and killed. This is the beginning of how our beloved Pistol Pete came to be. These events happened in 1868. In an interview with E.L. McAllister in May of 1938, Frank Eaton recalls this moment in his life. In 68, my father was called to the door and shot down like a darn mad dog by a bunch of, of well, uh, by a bunch of Missouri jerk men that had been on the other side of the fence in the war. Mm. And there were six of them that killed him. There were six men killed him. Were you there? I was present, yes. How old were you, Frank? I was just a little kid of a boy. Mm -hmm. But after the death of my father, there was a man there by the name of Moses Beeman, a friend of father. He came over there and he put his hand on top of my head and he says, May an old man's curse rest on you the longest day you live if you don't find and shoot the man that murdered your father. Well, I was just a kid of a boy and I thought I had it to do. And he came over with a pair of old dragoon cap and ball pistols and learnt me how to use them. That's how I got my name of Pistol Pete. I learnt how to use them guns. I can use them yet better than any man in the state, I think. I've seen you do it. Three days after his father's funeral, Frank was already practicing to perfect his shot. He was determined to kill the six former Confederates who made up the Ferber Campsy gang. At age 15, he went to Fort Gibson to improve his shooting skills. He participated in gunfights and even got the nickname Pistol Pete when he beat the U.S. Cavalrymen in a shooting contest. He set out to track and kill the six men who killed his father. Later, in the late 1880s, Frank managed to find and kill most of the six men. He discusses this after asked about it in the same interview with McAllister. Well, we would like to, uh, to ask you if you ever did find those I men. saw every one of them. I only stayed to one man's funeral, and another man killed him. That is at Buckhart, Douglas County, Missouri. His name was Johnny Ferber. The man that Frank Eaton did not get a chance to kill had already been shot after he was caught cheating in a card game. Later, Eaton attended the Oklahoma Land Run. Frank talks about his experience in his interview with McAllister. Which side did you make the run from? I didn't make the run, I just rode in for the fun of it, just to watch the other fellas run. Though he didn't participate in the run, he later settled near Perkins, Oklahoma. There, he served as sheriff and became a blacksmith. 
As time went on, his story spread, and more people heard about who Frank Eaton was. Some people wondered how Frank was able to live for so long after participating in so many gunfights. This is how he responded to that in an interview produced by Heritage Records, Inc. One thing I want to tell you about, I, I belong to this, uh, I subscribe to this magazine, True West. It's all about True West. Yeah. They had an article in there about you. That some Colorado or somewhere, some college, asked you and that Indian chief, some friend Indian chief of yours, how come you live so long? And you said, well, I don't know, maybe because I uh, was good at dodging bullets or something like that, you said. <laughs> I said, I shot first and didn't miss. <laughs> shot first and didn't miss. Fast forward to 1923. This is the year that Eaton was asked to ride in the Armist Day Parade in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Here, students of Oklahoma A&M College saw Eaton, or Pistol Pete, and thought he would be a great mascot for their school. Many students felt that Pistol Pete represented the Old West and Oklahoman spirit. A few before them believed this too. In the introduction of her interview with Frank Eaton from 1937, F.E.S. Jackson writes, His appearance suggested the old plainsman, the Indian scout type. Slender, weather-beaten, keen-eyed, with long gray hair to his waist. Chaps, boots, spurs, sombrero. Old-style holster with its thumb-buster colt. He typified the early territorial days. End quote. However, it wasn't until the year of Frank Eaton's death in 1958 that the university changed their school mascot. From now in 2019 and into the future, when you go to OSU events and see Pistol Pete, you will know the story behind Frank Eaton, the man, the myth, the legend of OSU. However, this is only a brief summary of Frank Eaton's life, so I encourage you to research further into his story and find out more for yourself. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out the other episodes in Stuff OSU Should Know.